Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing? Good, sir. Joel, I'm very, very tired, but otherwise I'm good. I'm yeah, good. yeah. It's been a long week. It's been an incredibly long week. It, um, yes. Yeah. It's, uh, and you might be noticing, uh, listener at home, that no lag or, or weird gaps between audio. We are you actually... noticing that Karin didn't have to fix any sync issues this week. <laughs> we are recording in the same room because restrictions were lifted, so I was able to travel back to uh, back to Bendigo and, um, yeah, we're in the same room, which is good. To leave your, your city confines. Yes, yeah. My, my, experience the wider world. My concrete prison, if you will. No, it's fine. It was fine. Everything's fine. Um... And yeah, it's going to be a bit of a different episode this week, uh, for obvious reasons. If you are paying attention any at all to the games industry, well, even to our to our last episode. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, if you if you've opened up Twitter in the last week, you've probably are aware that E three Summer Game Fest, everything possible has happened, um, and isn't finished yet. Though we've still got no. EA. There's rumors of Sony. Like, yes, yeah. It never stops. <laughs> Yeah, keep so, on going, keep on trucking. Yeah, a little bit, a, a little bit more condensed than it was last year, though. Which is, which is, yeah, that was what I liked. It was nice. last year. I get it because it was very much like shit. We've got to throw together something. Yeah, but it it reeked of like, what's happening? Exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh, we're just gonna take it, you know. Like, and Jeff was like, Jeff Keeley was like, oh, it's just gonna be like we summer games festival. He did, he did his gonna... best, and it's like, no, that doesn't work. We need to we need to rethink things and just get back to take it all and just cram it into a weekend. And um, just, I just need to get it done in a weekend. Absolutely, uh, and and we did so over yeah, a, a bit yeah. more than a weekend. But it was about four or five days, I think. Yeah, yeah, end. and there's some extended stuff as well, and then stuff that hasn't happened, stuff that's yeah. rumored well, to have happened. An Xbox thing the other day, and I just completely missed it. I'm like, no, everybody's yeah. over. What are you doing? Yeah, they did like an extended. They, um, they did treehouse. It's called a treehouse. Basically, yeah, it was like they they called it. It was like well, yeah, it was like Xbox treehouse extended or something. Yeah, it's a treehouse. Just call um, it Xbox treehouse. It was pretty cool that they announced um, Design Lab was coming back for that. Not for Australia. No, because we suck. Yeah, but um, it was really cool to see like everyone. There, there's your win, Sony. Like, give me a dual sense Design Lab. Mm-hmm. Do it. Absolutely, uh, Nintendo. Let's do it with Joy Cons. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, I had to throw it out you there. Can, you can customize your Joy Con, your Joy Con, and your drift. Uh, yeah. Hey, I can. I, Maybe you, know. you want strong drift, weak drift. Yeah, like, you, you can pick your drift. Absolutely. I, I don't know if I told you, but my uh, my right hand side one's drifting up and down oh, now. Oh no, double drift. It's not like drifting either. It's just like it's something's wrong with it. So I'm gonna have to bust it open and between the drift. Have you been Have you been experiencing the new issues with the firmware? Not yet. Oh, I'm it's paranoid. the worst. I'm very paranoid about there's it, Because there's obviously a massive sale on Switch right now. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of games marked down. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just jump on and buy a couple of games. And then, because of that, that firmware they pulled and then fixed in air quotes and threw it back up, yep. is still botched. Yep. And now, whenever, whenever I try to download, I was trying to download the Castlevania collection. And it just was just like, oh, download failed. I'm like, okay. And it just would constantly fail like six or seven times. I brute force it into working. And then was just like, well, I just can't download games on Switch right now. How is... And I haven't seen a peep from Nintendo. Like, what the hell is happening? And you won't. Because it's like, oh, look at all this cool stuff we just announced. Which we will... I'm right there with you, Nintendo. definitely talk about, yeah. I kind of want to use my Switch now. Yeah. Unless you're going to just give me a pro, which you're not. Because you didn't say anything about it. Yes. So, um... 
we sort of thought about it, and because there's been so many things, and in in the past we have like deep dived on all and everything that we possibly could have uh, during E3 week, and we decided maybe not to do that this time. Well, no, because it worked better in the past because. Well, last year was weird because it was Summer Game Fest. We actually were able to break it up. <laughs> like, each week we'd be like, cool, these two things happened. Yep. That's this week's episode. We're done. Yeah. And even before that, like, when we had the... Um, that was probably our biggest E3. When it was actually a schedule we could follow. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. could, we could jump on and do, like, a 30-minute episode. But this this year, because it was all... When it happened, it was like, cool, day one is this, day two is this. Like, like there's no window in here to record, like, no. a 30-minute thing. So no. it was just sort of like all of the, you know... All go all the time. Do you want to talk like... about the show first or pick out our games? I mean, yeah, we probably should talk about like the show and everything that happened and all that sort of stuff. I think... For one very explicit reason, this episode is not exclusively E3. No, it exactly. Is, it is also encompassing Summer Game Fest from Jeff Keighley. Yes. That uh, should be obvious. The reason should be very obvious when you when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It, very, very obvious. I, I mean, we'll start with that. Like, Summer Game Fest... The kickoff show, probably the best one he's done. Yep, I think so. I think he's getting there. I think he's starting to like. You really... could definitely tell in the middle. You had all the ref- the announcements that were here to pay for bills. Yeah, like, absolutely. To pay for that ridiculous mm. stage that he has for that show. But um, I think as far as like Jeff Keighley's shows go, that's probably apart from like the Game Awards stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are usually pretty good, or at least like entertaining throughout. But I know there's something like. That Gamescom opener last year was yeah. weird, and I didn't like it. Yeah, I think that was him finding his footing with it as well. Yeah. And I think, yeah, he's sort of taken what he's learnt with, you know, doing the Game Awards so many years, and then Summer Game Fest last year, and then Opening Night Live last year as well, and sort of, like, rolled it all together into one sort of thing, and... um Yeah, I think it worked out pretty well. I was pretty excited to watch. That was one of the ones that I didn't watch... I only watched one of the conferences live this year. I was there for for most of them, and I was very tired. Yeah, yeah. So I, I um, yeah, because I've been working a fair bit, so I, I couldn't really like go and work with children in a, a childcare center after having like you know four hours sleep or something like that. So uh, I sort of caught them when I could, but for the most part, I think yeah that that opening game kickoff whatever it was like summer game fest it was kickoff, a kickoff event, or whatever it was yeah. called yeah i thought it was really good there was some really cool stuff in there um in terms of e3 i think <laughs> i think the things that happened at e3 from the different developers to a degree where there was some exciting stuff in there oh my sweet summer child who has not watched the gearbox one <laughs> I, I, that's why i'm saying i think some some of for most of them um but i think too also the the E3 show itself, I think the way that it was handled, I think the way E um the ESRB are handling things ESA. still, uh, the ESA sorry, are handling things still are just it's just <laughs> disastrous, baffling. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> um, like I think it was was it Microsoft's one or the, the, the they weren't allowed to like no any of the E3 events were about like co streaming and things they, like that. They put a notice up about it. Um, a lot of people were just like. Like if you, if you didn't have like a co-streaming slot, which I'm guessing was like a thing you had to apply for, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't tell anyone until the week of the show. Um, yeah, that was like, hey, let's just wanted to let you know that if you're not a co-streamer, like an, an official partnered co-streamer, there's a chance you just, you know your stream your reaction stream could be DMCA. Yeah, just letting you know. And the best part was just because obviously they sent that out to a bunch of people, but obviously and almost it seemed like spitefully. 
one of the people who got it was Jeff Keighley. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Keighley was just like, well, I'm going to immediately repost this on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> just because, come on, guys. Yeah, it was, especially because, like, I, like what was it, like, I think three or four days before, like, the um, Summer Game Fest kickoff event, he'd posted about, like, cool, you want to co-stream it? Let me know. Like, yeah. co-stream it all you want. We want to have as many eyes on exactly. this thing as and possible. That's, and that's why he gets to talk about his amazing stats. Like, was it oh, it's mil- probably millions of people watching? Like, yeah. every year, I don't know, he loves to do those breakdowns of his live events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, like, how many people had eyes on. Absolutely. Um, and the co-streaming definitely just, like, let people do it. Jesus. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was such a fucking baffling thing. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I think there's some really cool stuff around it. Um, I didn't watch much of the E3 streams, which... Heck, I literally, like, how I did it was I watched with, um, for most of it, apart from a director, director I watched on my own. Yeah. But 90% of it I watched with the Easy Allies, and that was really, I worked it really well, because they would watch for conferences, or the, like, the presentations, and then cut. I'm like, cool, yeah. that's all I want. I don't want any of the in-between stuff. I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. too much of it as well. Yeah, like, uh, I, I, to a degree, I was, I, I think I checked in once or twice, because I'm like, Greg Miller was hosting, was one of the hosts, and I was like... The hosts that they had were deserve better than E3. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> deserve way better. Absolutely. Um, but, and I think they did a good job with what they had. Anyway. Um, so. Any, any, any particular shows you want to, but well, I will highlight because I actually had a, I, I gave up ranking him, but I do have a small ranking of how I ranked the ones I watched. Yeah. Oh, so, where is it? I think the, 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 I mean, the, the obvious ones that I really, really enjoyed, I, um, were, Microsoft Bethesda, I think had a really good show this year. They've just been going from strength to strength with their shows at these big events. Yeah. Over the last three, four years. Um, and I think they had some really cool stuff to announce in this. There was nothing, there was not a whole lot that blew me away personally. I think that I was like super, super excited for apart from a couple of things, which I'll talk about. Um, but in terms of, I think the show itself, I think it was just, like, as close to all killer no filler you can get with, like, a big conference like that. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the direct. Like, Nintendo yeah. Direct. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, how my ranked ones I watched was, number one, Nintendo, clearly, by a mile. Mm-hmm. Number two, Xbox. And we got Summer Game Fest kickoff. Then I had the first day of the devs. And then Square Enix Presents. And then Ubisoft. And then Capcom. And then Gearbox. I did not watch Koch. Koch yeah, I, media. I, I watched like five Koch. minutes of it until I saw people talk it. Yeah, Koch. I, I heard it was bad. And look, I'm willing to accept that it was boring because I think I heard the, um, I saw the kind of funny guys talking about it. Yeah. I, I haven't watched their reactions to it, mm. but I I refuse to accept that anyone, and if you tell me the Koch Media one is worse than Gearbox, I will laugh you out of a room because the Gearbox presentation, yeah, just being Randy Pitchford hassling people on the set of the movie and, and like, constantly reminding us every like five minutes hey homeworld 3 is now in development with like a black title card making the exact same mistake nintendo made all those years ago with metroid and the the announcement i can recall was then being like hey there's a new godfall expansion coming out also godfall that expensive ps5 um, exclusive is also coming to ps4 i guess mostly because no one played it so please play this game yep Um... it was I don't care how boring Koch was. Like, the Gearbox thing was offensive. <laughs> the, the Koch one, I think, the problem with that one was that, like, they didn't have anything to show. It was more so, like... Because it was talking about, like... The, the Gearbox one barely had anything to show. <laughs> but they they were talking about stuff that... It was more so, like, 
here is what we're working on, like all these different developers, part of that new... Sounds better than Randy Pitchford hassling people on set. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Like, I mean, I'd, I'll take that any day over, over that. <laughs> just like, like people like Eli Roth just looking like, do I have to talk to this guy? <sighs> and the answer is yes, because, you know, he owns the IP and making a movie off of it. Yeah. And he can probably get you fired. But like, yeah. it was, yeah, it was truly terrible. <laughs> yeah, don't watch it. Oh, I forgot to also rank Devolver in it, but they get to like live in like weird... Always the best tier. Up, uh, yeah. D- Devolver just keep on doing what they do. And exactly, they're the so best good. at it. I feel like this although the, the limited run this year was pretty good. I uh, yes, on like a, there should be a separate tier list for Devolver and limited run. Yeah, I think so. Those like ones that are like fuck it, let's just do something weird and and different. I will say though, I feel that Devolver's was somewhat tamer this year. Absolutely, it de- it felt tamer, but like it was still hilarious in the ways that mattered. Like the way they like shot walking around that little office space was great. very funny like it was it was still great it was it was almost like a soft reboot for the <laughs> the law of everything um that culminated in uh, like another soft reboot i think it was pretty out of control by the end of the last of all the direct so you know. yeah and i think like by the end of this one as well like it seemed like it was all a dream in nina Strother's head i don't know who knows we'll anyway, find out next time <laughs> but i think the highlight from that for me apart from like some, some of the games was um the fact that they did their own version of an NFT, which was a, a, a tape, a, a VHS tape of the exact presentation that they just showed. Um, and there's only one made of it and you could buy it for, I think it was a thousand US dollars. And it was, they, they described it as an, a, a non fuck withable tape. So an NFT. And I was like, that's, fucking hilarious. hilarious and like less probably less harmful than actual nfts absolutely and i was like that's that's very funny like they're making a statement on this whole like nft situation fucking i'm like NFTs. well well done that was really very funny um but yeah they like you said i think they live in their own like yeah, space over where i'm like i'm like, always gonna love it those that, yeah devolver and limited run this year basically get to occupy their own list where it does go devolver was number one but limited run was very close number two it's yeah. very funny i mean when you get when you get mega 64 yeah, to, exactly. to help like uh produce it it's, Man, it's always gonna be a wild remember ride when they helped announce like the nintendo e3 plans that one year that oh, was so good so good like it's and, like robot reggie oh my god like Nintendo's done just to like go down memory lane with just like some of the. Because I've watched stuff. a couple of there. Yeah, the robot chicken one was always, yeah. always blows me away that that was a thing that happened. And the it was puppets so, one. The puppets one. Mm. So good. Some really cool stuff there. But um, I think it's time we talk about some of the games that we really, really are very much excited for. Sure. That we got to have a look at. There, Kyron, was, there was a lot of games. There was a lot of games. There was a lot of games. Yeah. Karen, would you like to go first? Would you like to, to start <laughs> off with it? Or do you want to, do you want to save it for later? I mean, it was the biggest game of E3. Mm. You won't, you'll never convince me otherwise. Mm. Um, it's on my list too, so... The Nintendo Direct, if you're like, oh, I wonder why Kyron picked that. If you follow me on Twitter, you know exactly why. Cause it's, <laughs> like, I, I, look, I was going through my timeline, I'm like, oh, that's all I've been talking about. I'm not sorry. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, a new Metroid game is coming out, and not just any new Metroid game. Yes. A new 2D Metroid, and not just any 2D Metroid, Metroid Dread, which... If you're not a Metroid fan, you're probably just like, so what? It's fucking Metroid Dead. But it's, no, 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 no. Metroid Dread is a game that's had, it's got a sordid past. It was rumored and teased like 15 odd years ago for the DS. Uh, Matt Casamima, Kas- whatever his name is from IGN, has yeah. like, he was one of, I remember reading his article about Dread being developed and he had like the scoop on that. Um, corruption references Project Dread. Like it, it's been, it's been lingering in the background and it just never got off the ground and everyone, I think, just gave up on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, Dread's never happening. So I think that's half the reason why this new Metroid, this this new 2D one, is hitting Metroid fans like 
two times over. Because they're like, shit, we're getting a new Metroid. We're getting a new 2D Metroid. Yeah. And it's Dread. It's apparently still using the outline that they were shooting for back in back in the DS days. Uh, Sakamoto apparently... If they did like a developer insight, very cool to very, see. Very cool. I have to take back my um my Nintendo being anti Metroid thing after this E3. <laughs> they finally made me do it because even if it was just by dumb luck that they couldn't have Breath of the Wild this year and that they were forced to rely on Metroid, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> they had to like be like, oh, I guess, I guess this is our our spotlight game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that developer spotlight was very very it was cool great. as well. It's the closest thing we've had from like Nintendo was like an official like. Hey, let's talk about the making of Metroid. It was only six and a half minutes, but I'll I'll take it. It was cool, like just to hear, like to hear him say, like, "What we wanted to make this game, yeah, fifteen years yeah, ago, but we, couldn't. but we literally couldn't figure out a way to do it. And now, with the help of Mercury Steam, we we feel like we can we can achieve what we wanted to set out to do every, originally, which is awesome. Basically, every Metroid fan I think was saying after they finished Samus Returns, like, "Cool, get these guys onto a new two D Metroid," and it happened. Yep. Like, Christ. Yep. There was some people talking about like. Well, like, cause the 2D Metroid was so strong, strongly rumored. I actually was just like, I'll be more surprised if it's not here at this point. Right. Given how much Nintendo has just been taunting Metroid mm. fans for the last 12 months. Starting yeah. with that, like, um, that Paper Mario bit. Yeah. With that's... the Samus helmet. In all of their, like, classic, like, their SNES and NES Online stuff, having, like, a Samus avatar in the corner. It, but the teasing has been relentless. It, it, and, like, yeah, we, it, it seems pretty safe to assume that they were... The one alluding fear, to this. The one fear I had was just like people were like, "Oh, you know, they could remake Fusion." I'm like, "They could remake Fusion. They shouldn't." Yeah, right. <laughs> but they could. Yeah, Fusion's great. Like, just put it out again on yes, the Switch. Just like, release it in the thing that isn't like an expensive GBA cart. Yeah, or, but makes you down. Um, have an ambassador 3ds or a wii u to download it from because yep. it is also on the wii u virtual console. Hey, guess what? The best thing about the wii u is that you can play basically every Metroid game there. It's the, Except it, Samus Returns. It's the Metro machine. It yeah. is the Metro. That's yeah. why I still have my Wii U unpacked and plugged in. <laughs> Mine, not so much. Um, yeah, like I'm. This is on my list as well. Like this looks fucking awesome. I can't wait to to get my hands on this game. To say I'm stoked is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why I'm excited as well. Because I'm like I'm I'm so happy for you. I get you, to feel happiness again. Yeah, you get you. <laughs> I get joy. You've been waiting for so long, and but it also helps that I do enjoy. Like I, I I'm probably a casual Metroid fan where I like I've dipped in here and there. Um, but I really, I fucking love everything that I, every time I pick something up apart from other end, but like, it gets uh, a raw deal. I'm going to, I'm going to defend that game. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's fine. The story isn't great, but the gameplay is fine. Yes. I think we've said that multiple times before as well, but yeah, I, I, every time I've picked up one of those games, I've always had a good time in some way, shape or form. So I'm, I'm, I'm day one for this as well. Um, the idea of it, these like robots, the Emmy, like oh. hunting down Samus, like that, and having to like literally hide and use like camouflage to yeah. Well, it's definitely like expanding on the SAX stuff from Fusion, where like mm. you would run into to be the Samus clone from the um, X Parasites, and the game's just like you cannot fight this thing; you have to run. Yep, those sections were incredibly good mm-hmm. and. The Emmy definitely seem like they're expanding that idea. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see how, how some people feel about it. But like the fact that they are basically, they catch you, you die. Yeah. That might irk people. But then Nintendo was just like, don't worry, we've got constant auto saves. I'm like, auto saves. I mean, I get it, but all right. 
It's fine. I just won't get caught by the Emmys. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah it's, it's fine. It's fine. I, I guess. It's fine. I mean, I mean, Samus Returns had pretty frequent auto saves as well. That's so. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked for this. Look, visually, it looks great. I know you were saying that there was some people. Fuck on... off, anyone who says asking the question should this game be sixty dollars? How yeah, dare no, you? No, fuck. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, it, I won't it, be hearing it. There is love and care being put into this. If you watch that fucking developer interview, like it's it, you can tell how much they care about this. So of course it deserves sixty dollars for their efforts. Like, yeah, fucking. It's also like it's a Nintendo game. It's going to have a budget behind. It's going to have a marketing budget behind mm-hmm. it. They're producing special editions, amiibos. Like Nintendo was putting money into this. Yep, and. Yeah. Oh, it just it just irks me so much. <laughs> is this the last we see of Metro for the year, though? Probably. Like, you oh, think... you mean you reckon uh, more trailers, or what do you mean? I'm thinking like like re-releasing some of the stuff. Like, I mean, if Nintendo's smart, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the big if. Like, right. if Nintendo's smart, if I'm Nintendo and I'm like, cool, I have Metroid Five coming out October eighth for the Switch. Metroid One and Super Metroid are on the SNES and the NES online apps, the smart move at the minimum, yeah, <laughs> like at the minimum, the bare minimum, is to put out a collection with Zero Mission Fusion and probably Metroid 2. But like, yeah. you can probably, you can probably still track down Samus Returns pretty easily if you've got a 3DS. Ideally, you put that game on Switch too, but that's, I feel yeah. like that's not happening this year. I know. Another thing that gets me, people are like watching the watching the dread footage. Like, it just looks like a 3DS game. Go and look at how Samus Returns looks. No, it does not <laughs> it look looks like it. I actually like think it, it looks. The f- when when the first like pop of gameplay popped up in that trailer, that my first my like my mind went to Shadow Complex for some Shadow reason. Shadow Complex was the first thing, I and I was like, time. and not in a bad way. I was like, oh, sick! This is the, the, I like that vibe. This yeah, is really yeah. really cool. Um, um, yeah. Even the treehouse, the treehouse footage looked. I've seen people talking about. They think it's from a newer build as well because right. the treehouse stuff looks better than the initial trailer. Because um, yeah, it seems like the game's pretty done. Oh, I get. I bet this was meant to come out last year. Yeah, but like, because Mercury Steam is in Spain, I believe. I think so. And yeah. Spain got absolutely just like taken down by coronavirus by yeah. covid so i assume that played a hand in like delaying the game and it got to a certain point when nintendo's just like oh i guess if we keep pushing it back we get a freebie on the 35th anniversary and <laughs> well, we don't have to say anything yeah we don't have to we don't have to put in any extra hours and plus they probably looked at breath of the wild 2 and they're like that's not hitting this year no we don't have a mario there's rumors of donkey kong but he wasn't here so if there's a donkey kong game that's not coming this year yeah do you think like I mean just I mean Nintendo will play the direct later. I was gonna say we'll have another direct later. It seems like Nintendo, at least for directs, they're back to a a point where they're more comfortable doing them. Like a bit more consistently. Yeah. Considering we had like what, one in March and now we've had an E three one, so there probably will be one later in the year. Probably just before this, might get another look at it before it comes out. That yeah, actually. But um, don't worry, you'll you will hear me talk about it plenty. Like there's, I haven't even gone into the implications of the story of this game. They're talk, they're saying it's for the end of the arc for Samus and the Metroids, but they're also planning the future. There's still Metroid Prime Four to come, so I will free Joel from this dread discussion for now. But uh, it will come back. <laughs> it's fine by me. I actually really like it because I, like I said, I'm, I'm more of a casual Metroid fan, so the lore stuff hasn't really. 
it isn't stuck in my brain. So it's good to have like either like refreshes of things that have happened in games that I've played or what, what could be happening or what could be linked. It's just um, funny. Just, like there's, there's things that I'm sure if you're watching it as a casual fan, it's like, oh, that's cool. But like one of the biggest things for me when we're watching the um, Trias presentation is when they opened the map and I was like, Oh shit, Samus is at the center of a planet. She's got to get back to her ship. Yeah. Like her ship's on the surface of planet ZDR, I think is the planet she's on now. Mm. So plenty of questions like, did the Galactic Federation bring her there? Because uh, fusion spoilers, she wasn't on the best terms with them. Nope. Is it the evil Chozo? The Samus Return spoilers? They're not looking too crash hot. Nope. Um, Samus herself being this weird human being now with blessed with both the um metroid dna and the x parasite dna yeah and the emmys are she's just seem like, a... like they're designed to extract dna and the fact that they catch her when it's an instant kill like, yeah. makes me think one thing she's a petri dish of of yeah she is the last metroid Inter- intergalactic secrets that uh, people want to get their hands yeah, on for like the, sure hey man the galactic federation can't stop they love breeding metroids i forget how many of their labs have been ta- taken out now <laughs> they cloned ridley infusion like jesus christ like these guys are are nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, also, Adam's coming back. Her ship computer um, will be back. Didn't know that, actually. Yeah, like, they mentioned it briefly, but they didn't show the cutscene, though. So I'm not I, that, I'm not sure if he's going to have a voice, like if there'll be voice acting. I wouldn't mind if he did, because um, the computer infusion was great. Obviously, Adam Malkovich, another M, questionable. Yes. But that's mostly because of the story of that game is questionable. Yes. Um, but Adam infusion is very well implemented, and to see that continue on Dread should be interesting. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very excited to play this game. In October? Yes. Yes, October 8th. October. The same day as the first day of PAX. So if you're looking oh for Karen at, at day one of PAX, uh, I'll be in the handheld lounge yep. playing Metro Dread. That's fine. We can start a little play group. Everyone come and play Dread with me. At the very least, though, the, the thing I'm excited about that is, though, like every time there's been a PAX and there's been a big game release around PAX, it's usually been for a console that isn't portable. And so yep. if you've been staying at my house, I haven't been able to play it. Red Dead 2 is the big one where I was just like, can't play this game because Karen's staying with me. I don't want to start it in front of him. Um, but at least with, with Metroid, like, it's a Switch. Like, I'm like, going to buy it. We'll probably go and pick up a copy to get your digital I, copy I, I pre-ordered my copy so i got the special edition from eb games and they're like cool well, that'll be available click and collect on friday the 8th i'm like sweet and that's when i found out about packs i'm like fuck all right <laughs> i was gonna buy it digitally anyway as well so i yep. played at midnight so i was have a physical and a digital um but yeah i'll be getting it digital for sure this time and then as soon as midnight starts i'll just start playing it yeah, probably just stay up until PAX starts the next day. <laughs> I get up and like, Karen, did you sleep? You're like, no, nah. not. But I finished Dread. You're like, I'm on, I'm on my third playthrough. <laughs> I've done two runs um, already. The yeah, yeah, Dread looks great. The movement looks great. looks great. The slides, the running, the the uh, counter attack that people didn't like that much in returns looks more dynamic and aggressive. Yep. Yeah, it just seems like they're taking a lot of notes from Samus Returns, and they're just turning it, turning it all up to eleven, which yep. is exciting. It looks great. Very exciting. Um. I'm going to throw out one that I'm very excited for. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about it as well, because, like, you know, it could go one of two ways, but everything I've heard from people who have seen behind closed doors stuff of it has, like, fills me with hope. Uh, and that is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy from Idos Montreal. Um, very, very excited. Like, it was very heavily rumored the that rumors this was going to show up. The rumors were yeah. true. Yeah, the rumors were true. The rumors decided all, like, 
eons ago when they said that um, Avengers was coming from Crystal Dynamics. So, mm-hmm. like, Crystal Dynamics is making an Avengers game and Eidos Montreal is making a Guardians game. And then we all just forgot about them. Yep. And then Square Enix shows up for E3 and being like, Square Enix presents new game from Eidos Montreal. And everyone's like, I, I mean, I want it to be Deus Ex. It's probably Guardians. And then the, the, just before they were like, featuring a new premiere from Marvel. It's like, okay, well, it's yeah, Guardians. It's, like, it's, you're just saying it's Guardians. You're setting expectations where they should be. Yes. So it's, yeah. Um, and even still, like, I, because I, I think, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one is one of my favourite of the, the, um, It's easily the one MCU of the best movies. MCU movies. It's and, not even a contest. <laughs> and it's, it's also too, because like, it was just a prime example of me going from like, I had no idea who these characters were or Absolutely what they were. Not. Like that, that, that trailer still feels like, Mar- like the MCU going, what if, what if we try this? Yeah, let's let's go and think. Let's let's flip things on its head a little bit. And like that movie was definitely the movie where I was just like, oh, Marvel can do almost anything. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And it was also, I think, I could be wrong here, but like it was one of the ones where they they sort of took a lesser known established director or, or well known in within his circles in James Gunn and gave him a platform and gave him a license and said. Get weird with nuts. <laughs> yeah, and it, that worked out for them. Absolutely. Tenfold. So can't believe Nilly didn't get a volume three from him. I know. Oh, I know. God. I'm so happy that's happened. That's a, that's a dark timeline that branched off somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I feel sorry for those people. Yeah, we've got to get the um the TVA, <laughs> the TVA out there. Get on that out there, <laughs> Loki. Uh, Loki tidbits there. But um, anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy coming from Iris Montreal. Uh, it is a single player only. Action adventure game. Those are the most important words. Yes, that's, that's that was the key, right? I think that's where we like the best place to start with this whole thing is that yeah, it is single player. Um, from the trailers and gameplay demos and stuff that they've shown, it looks like. Well, I mean, there's definitely an XP bar, and there's also looks like there's loot drops. I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll see. We'll see yeah. how it's implemented. We'll see how frequent I'm picking up loot. I think um, some of the devs have said that it's very similar to how they did with Shadow of Tomb Raider. So. Okay, I mean, I haven't played enough of Shadow of a Tomb Raider to judge Neither it. Neither have I. But I mean, that in, that in itself could almost be a judgment because I played through Rise of a Tomb Raider on my holidays. I'm like, that was that was long, but it was good. Now I'm going to play through Shadow of a Tomb Raider, and when I played it for a couple of hours, I'm like, I'm not playing this game. Yeah, I played. I didn't even play Rise of a Tomb Raider. I played the the Tomb Raider reboot and loved it. It's it great, was great. And then just sort of. I think forgot. if you like the reboot, definitely play Rise. I, t- I just cannot recommend Shadow. Okay, all right, but. They said it's going to be, yeah, operate sort of in a similar way, I think. Okay. So all right, interesting. We'll see how that goes. But you'll have uh, all the guardians at your disposal. Um, like I said, it's a single player game. You are playing as Star Lord. So, um, as the trailer says, you are Star Lord. You've got this probably, um, which I think is the I love the tagline. the The humor that was sort of present in the writing throughout all the presentation that they showed of it, which. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I have thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> look, I do. As much as I'm excited for this game, and I'm very, very, like, you know, excited to see it in action, I did do as well. But um, I think, yeah, what they showed off, I think some of the jokes were, most of the jokes, I think, hit, and I was, like, very, it got me pretty good. Um, the stinger at the end of the actual trailer with, like, the tentacle coming out. And oh, like, yeah, no, no, that, was, that was funny. I'm like, that's that was good. very good, very Star-Lord. Um, and... If you weren't watching the stream-friendly version as well, you were treated to a whole bunch oh of... Oh, my um, God. Uh, yeah, again, we'll have thoughts on that in a minute, but like, you were treated to a whole bunch of, uh, as expected, uh, hit songs from uh, mostly the 80s this time around um, for Peter Quill's awesome mix. Um, 
Yeah, so the ones that were featured mostly were uh, um, Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. For the X amount of times we've heard that song this week. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go on record here and say I'm totally okay with it. I fucking keep them coming. Keep them coming. Love that shit. It's great. Need to chuck on my copy of uh, chuck on a copy of uh, Shrek Two in the background. Oh, and just have uh... I will end this podcast. <laughs> I will not have Shrek here. <laughs> Neither of us are Kyle Bossman. No Shrek. All right, fair no enough. Shrek jokes. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I've stepped over the line. I found the line. I stepped over. The line it. is Shrek. Um, yeah, uh, and also a bad reputation as well. Like a great song. Um, but yeah, in terms of how the game looks and runs, I think it looks like it's all what you would expect from a guardians of the galaxy game like bright colors lots of like intergalactic uh locations and things like that um i think what they've showed is only a very small snippet of what we're going to see in the full game i do wonder how long it's going to be i almost think i am curious it would benefit from being a 10 hour adventure but we'll see yep i think yeah because it seems like the way that they were talking about it in some of the developer interviews they were like oh um we've drawn on a whole bunch of different villains. It's like some, you know, some you don't know. And I was like, Oh, so there's multiple. Yeah. It's like, you're going to be doing jobs. It's like almost like I mean, they... it, it might just be Deus Ex in space. All right. Well, it could be. And like, that could be good. I just, I don't know. I, when I think of a Marvel game, I almost want it to be just like, a 10 hour sort of um like blockbuster game. I just blast through and have a good time. Yeah, That's fair. That's that's totally fair. Granted, at the same time, at least it's not making the same mistakes as the as the Avengers. So you know that's that's good news. Exactly, and they were very adamant saying like, yeah, this single is a player. single player. Because I mean, if you think about it though, like if you look and say, hey, it's Square it's, Enix are making a Guardians of the it's Galaxy begging game, begging for at least four player. Exactly, like you know, you're looking you, in your mind, you instantly go, oh, well, it's going to be some sort of co op where yeah. you can pick which character you want to play as. And it's funny because I almost am like, fuck, this one should have been some sort of co op. I, I, I yeah, true. <laughs> it's funny, but, but I, I, mean, I do I'll like take the way. Player. I do like the way that they're implementing the, the team, though, like having them on like the face buttons, basically, to oh, sort yeah, of they're, like they're combo your, up attacks. They're your abilities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and it looks like it's got some like a, like a combo counter as well, like yeah. uh, very like in the vein of like a Devil May Cry kind of thing. Maybe not quite yeah, as polished. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, I'm <laughs> saying in the same vein as, but not quite as polished, but like having that kind of like score chaser counter as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks like you're going to be graded on, potentially graded on certain things. Which might play into the gameplay of like how well you do on a mission as well. Like if you're going on a job, because the one that they showed off is like they needed to get uh, some more money to pay back a loan to pay back for their ship. I think sounds like Guardians problems. Exactly, uh, and so they, they, I think the plan they come up with is like either selling Rocket or selling Groot um, to this like you know arms dealer or like this person, this collector person, not the collector, but like a person very similar like that. Um, and which brings me to my next point about what what was pretty cool about this game is having choices. There are like choices and things that will yeah, that's the Deus Ex coming out in Nidus Montreal right there. Yeah, and again, in, the, in some of the interviews I've I've read, they've said that uh, the game everyone will have the same endpoint. It's not gonna there's gonna be no branching narratives that are gonna like it is a a narrative adventure from start to finish. But these moments where you get to choose things will sort of add your own little spin and your own little flavor into certain moments and yeah. interactions with the, with the team as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do like that being honest about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cause I think one of them, what they were talking about, like one of them they showed in the, the, the gameplay demo was, um, uh, they get to like a big ravine. They, they land on a plant, they get to like a big ravine. They're like, well, the button to, to, 
you know, create the bridge is on the other side. We can't get over there. And I think Drax says, like, just throw Rocket over there. And Rocket's like, no, no, hey, let's not do that. And it gives you an option. It's like, put him down and respect his wishes or chuck him over there. And in the gameplay demo, they chuck him over there and it pops up. It's like, Rocket Raccoon will definitely remember that you threw him over there. Like, very uh, telltale is Telltale, yeah. So Which is funny because there's already been a Telltale Guardians game. Exactly, yeah. And it was not very good. It was okay. Yeah, it was fine. Um, yeah, so it's it's cool that they have those moments. And I guess it's going to influence just, like, how... Like you know how Rocket from that point on will, will react to your your Peter Quill in, in dialogue. Dave. Yeah, well, I I do wonder. Like I'm very curious to see how the um like the Guardians teamwork will function if other character if like you maybe if you do that maybe Rocket I don't know in combat maybe he'll take longer to do stuff. Like I wouldn't. Like, That'd be cool. Like have longer cooldowns on yeah. um, the the abilities and stuff. I don't know. There's, there's definitely interesting ways they can implement that. Mm. Um, and it seems like it, it sounds like they're going to have skill trees for for Peter as well for his abilities but also for the team so when you level up you can sort of like I guess spec out the way that you want to spec your characters out and your team to play the way you want to play I'm very excited for it um, this year coming out in October as well that's the thing coming out in October I, it's a shame it was nearly the biggest game in October <laughs> um, yeah it's I, I'm very excited to play October's stacked already it is busy is it is once again that's how you can tell the world is healing yeah once again you look at october and you're just like oh this is bullshit we, we have like the first convention we've been going to be able to go to in three years Fucking guardians much. might be there guy might be actually it's a very good it point. could be there we don't know what's going to happen yeah. between now and then but who knows i'll take a i'll take a cheeky look at that before the game comes out i mean i'm in day one on this like unless like i hear terrible things like getting closer to it and it's i'll be a bit more hesitant but I, I mean, at the very least, if if this is like a solid seven, it it's going to be fun to spend time with the guardians in a in a game, um, and blast my way through. But it has uh, an ending. It does. It, it hits. It, you get to a point and you're like, I am finished. And they've said no DLC for it. They're not. I, they've said no DLC. So I'm curious about that too because, again, I'll have to wait and see what the game actually is like and the the narrative. But if it is like the guardians taking jobs and doing that you could easily do like an expansion and just be like I really, here's a new adventure i genuinely think square enix wants to be very clear about this game like coming out and being finished, finished. Yeah. i think that i think they're after how after still to this day avengers is being received yeah they're really cagey about it's like look we look single player game you finish it you hit credits and you're done and i think everyone from idos montreal in those like developer interviews that's was true. saying the same thing well, that it's like look that's the other interesting double-edged sword as well, because Artis Montreal's last game was Mankind Divided, and that is a game that was absolutely just screwed over by Square Enix. Right. In the, in the lead-up with, like, the pre-order disasters and all that. But even the game itself, like, you finish Mankind Divided, and you're like, this is, like, the middle of a story. Right. And, like, it's... Yeah, it's... So I, I really think that... That's actually... I didn't even think of the Artis yeah. side. It's, like, double... Two-pronged, just, like, this game is... You finish it, and you're done. And that's Full th- story, start to finish, no DLC, it's done. And I, that's why I, I also think I think it's going to hit that October release yeah, as well. Oh, because yeah, it's, it's like they've been working on it for so long. It's been, it's finished. They they did they did sort of everything. They ticked all the boxes at this time. Like they didn't say anything about it or show anything from it too early. They was like, cool, here's the game. Here's a look at it. Here's it in action. This is what it's going to be about. Here's in the a day. Way of shape. Here's a day and day. Here's a platform. We'll <laughs> see you in October. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm very excited for that. I. 
I, I can't wait to just, yeah, go on a galactic adventure. Groot's holding, like, a purple llama in, like, the yeah, hero shot at the that. end. I The first time watching it, I didn't even see that. And then, like, watching it again, I'm like, what is that? I want to know what's going on there. And, yeah, there's lots of, like, fun things in there. There's going to be Cosmo. I think, I think his name's Cosmo. The, I think the, it's Cosmo. The, yeah, the, the, dog, uh, yeah. the Russian dog that got sent into space far from Earth that is, Will like, a Will Howard character. the Duck show up? I reckon he's going to be in there for a cameo, right? right. He seems yeah. like he's... <laughs> he's got to be somewhere in there. He might be like a... Be cool if it was like a, like a post-credits thing maybe again. again. <laughs> oh, That'd be Jesus. cool. Um, oh, God. Or if he's like in a bar somewhere, you walk into a bar somewhere and, and he's sitting there, there. yeah. Um, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. To... But we have to talk about the presentation. And okay, yeah, all right. I don't, I'm not going to say the presentation was bad, because it wasn't. Like, it was good. I just, I think myself, like most other people, like you tune into this big Square Enix, like E3 presentation. And this, this, this section was all Guardians is like, I think it was like nearly 15 minutes long. Yeah, it's like, like 19 minutes. You're I like think. checking your watch because you're like, this, this thing is like 40, 50 minutes max. Because <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was it like the event started and they're like, cool, here's a new game from Minus Montreal. And it was like straight into like the, the trailer, like yeah. the straight out trailer. Messing around. Uh, and it was like, Fuck yeah, this looks great. Get that that splash screen logo treatment at the end. I'm like, looks fucking rad. I'm in. Then it was like, developing interviews. I was like, all right, cool. Let's <laughs> get a little bit more context about what we've just seen. And then they're like, here's gameplay. Yeah. It was like, all right. And then the gameplay stopped. And then there was another like mini trailer at the end of that. And I was like, that was the point where I was like, okay, come on. We could, we've seen the game in action. You've announced when it's coming out. You've shown us like a cool trailer, like cinematic trailer. I'm good now. But it's funny because then it's like once the, once their presentation was over, I was like, oh, okay. They had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Square Enix didn't really have much. So yeah. that's why it took a big time, big chunk out of it. Yeah. Especially because the other thing that took up a lot of time was Life is Strange, basically. And, and too much time in Babylon's Fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Babylon's Fall, not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on mine either. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. It, what, it, the way that they were handled, they they handled the presentation. I, I guess they just wanted to show a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I get it. It was just like again, and that's the thing. Like after it finished, I was at peace with it. Cause I'm like, okay, they didn't have, have anything. Like Guardians wasn't taking time from anything because it was just like again, it was whatever Square Enix is doing with the other stuff is clearly paid for by Sony. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are like, checks written. Yeah, but the, the reason, like, there is a very good reason we didn't see any more 16. And that's, 16 will be at some Sony event. Absolutely. That's crystal clear now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, it seems, you could always, uh, draft your tweets now, I think that's Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, when that, whenever that mystery state of play drops, yep. whether it's in June or July, uh, we are on the clock that abandoned game on PlayStation Oh yeah, has an app launching on June twenty second. So which will reveal more about that fucking game. There's so, an app for it. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I know. I know. Fuck. Who knows? Is it Kojima? Who knows? Is it? Don't know. Is Jeff Grubb involved? Don't know. Is Rami Ismail involved? <laughs> like he's like that's the internet's on the fire. Guys, at the guy's last name translates to head. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not. I'm not getting involved in this. No, no, no. I'm kind of happy I haven't got involved in that. I've just sort of it's dip insane. my toe in it's every insanity. now and then. I'm like, Okay, that's cool. Jeff Keighley's Every- messaging the guy now. Like, oh, I don't know what's happening. It's like everything's on fire. And it's, it's hard because, just to de- deviate slightly, because like when Jeff Keighley gets involved, it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But it's also interesting because I remember watching that fucking Moby Dick Studios presentation with the fucking bandaged up. Yeah. That- jo- Joe Kim. Yeah, fucking, like, I remember watching that. 
and being like, all right, this seems legit. I mean, if we're, yeah, on, a slight, if we're, if we're on a slight detour, like, that's why, like, the studio, the Blue Box Twitter account's just like, hey, guys, just wanted to apologize. We know what, like, we're not, we're not affiliated with Kojima. We're not making a Silent Hill. Like, I just want to be really clear about this. It's like, but everything is, everything happening around you says yep. opposite. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't trust you. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't trust Kojima. Because, like, current, let's just face it, we're in the, it's, it is Kojima and we're playing it right now. There's, we're in, we're a, in the game. We're, we're in an arg. It's happening. Like, we are playing the game. There was talk, like, people remind me that Kojima sped up, set, set up, like, a splinter, like, Kojima Productions in the Netherlands with these guys. Like, anyway. Okay. Guardians <laughs> looks great. What's next on your list, Kyron? <laughs> next on my list is the reason why this isn't strictly E3. And at the time of the trailer, I'm like, this isn't getting topped yeah. before, you know, at Metro games. Then you got, yeah. Kyron, can I just say, like, you were sufficiently spoiled this whole I was. Pre- like, like, this I don't get to weekend. complain anymore. Yeah. It, was, it was tailored to me, and I thank you for that. 100%. I got to live the life of Michael Huber for once. <laughs> you did, yeah. Like getting getting dreams. Um, So, yeah, the, the Summer, Summer Games Fest kickoff the biggest shadow looming over it was Elden Ring. And it was so, it was one of the things that made watching that live. So it fun, but just, Oh, like when Ryan Reynolds showed up to promote free guy and I mean, name dropped Elden Ring, everyone's just like, what the hell? Fucking. Yeah. And then Jeff Kelly's like, he can say it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Him just going, yeah, I'm here to announce that I'm like the, the playable character in Elden Ring. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Funny. God damn it. Son of a bitch. Um, but yes, after the show, at, 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 like, but just Jeff's visible excitement before he was doing that last reveal. His voice was cracking. He's like, he you could just... tell he was so happy to, to to reveal Elden Ring and also get out of Gamer Jail, yep. where he was placed after <laughs> the last year yep. of teasing for yep. this fucking game. Um, and you have, there's been lots of interesting discussion about why they chose here, and it, it seems like a lot of the events coming up, and also it seems like Bandai Namco was just like, eh, or at least from software, is like, we don't want to be involved in E3. Yeah, exactly. We don't want yep. to that, and that The only place that could have shown up was Xbox, but it seems like Xbox was largely focused on Game Pass stuff. Yes. And, like, exclusives. And it's like, well, hey, we're not that. Yep. Yeah. So... Absolutely. Game Fest made sense. Um, but yeah, Elden Ring, finally re-revealed. Yes. Uh, looks spectacular. I mean, this was on my list as well. Like, Coming I've... out January 21st, 2022. Please don't slip. Two days before my birthday. So happy birthday, Happy girl. birthday Enjoy getting wrecked. Yep. Can't wait to just get... <laughs> absolutely punished for my birthday it's gonna be great um yeah this looks so good uh is back very very excited to play this game um and i think i think this happens every time a new from software game gets revealed or we see it in action it's always just like oh well clearly they're taking in they're just taking what they've learned and just they are building on it and that's what they are doing and and, and that's awesome i'm so excited it it looks like it like at a glance like you watch you're like that's a dark souls ass trailer right there but you you watch this game you're like cool looks like dark souls Mm -hmm. but then as it goes on you can you see bits and pieces you see stealth from like sekiro Mm -hmm. there's the open world stuff which the open world is called uh where is it the land between the land between named by george r R. martin (laughs) right yep cool yeah so there you go he he named that his contribution to this, <laughs> like to this game so far, the land between. The land between. Um, um, but yeah, so open world. So it's got a large open world hub area with smaller interconnected zones out to the sides, which will probably be where the games. Is this called dungeons? Where be dungeons? It seems there? like it's going to be. Yeah, like it really, dungeon, it seems like lost. Elden Ring is going to be like fuck you Zelda. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Zelda Souls, I guess, if you want to put it that yeah. way. Yeah, which I mean, it's great because like in, in like in a way like when you go into those interconnected areas in the other Souls games, like you, it, 
just chucking a middle, an open world in the middle of all of those just makes sense. It's, it, I mean, they sort of already do that with a hub. It's just like taking the hub and, and making make it, it bigger. bigger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just exactly. make it a bigger hub. The hub's bigger now. Yeah. You've got a mount. You can ride your horse around. Yes. Your, your horse can hit like gusts of wind and like leap yeah. 20 feet into the air. It, it's also like a shadow horse. Like yep. you can like summon it from... It seems like it has combat options. Like there's in a trailer you see him fighting someone on, 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 with another person on a horse with a sword. Yeah. The dragon boss fight you're on the horse and you can double jump over the attack. Like who knows? This game's going to be nuts. Uh, multiplayer's back for those who were too scared to play Sekiro. Yep. Um... <laughs> yep. 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 That's fine. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's I know. Fine. I think I, I figured out the other day why what it was about um, Sekiro. It was like I don't think I was in the right mindset to play it when I had it, and I just haven't gone back to it. I feel like I need to go back and revisit it because yeah. I've been considering it, but also at the same time I remember the elation once I finished the game. I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. It was that exact moment from Return of the King. Oh, you haven't seen Return of the King, John? <sighs> well. There's a moment at the just end. Just fucking hang me out to dry here, Karen. Jesus. All when, right. when they destroy the ring, just Frodo's visible relief. That's how I felt when I finished yeah. section. I'm like, it's done. It's, it's done. over. <laughs> I can play other games. I can stop thinking about this. I can this. stop being just relentlessly well, crushed. I think that the thing I'm I'm looking forward to most about this is like, like you said, it, it seems like they're going to be, these interconnected areas are going to be like, dungeons and at the end you're going to fight a, like a boss fight yes which seems to be like a king of yeah. some description and yes. you're going to take their fucking weird powers or whatever they got and i'm like elden ring baby fuck yeah brandish the elden ring fuck yeah tarnish one miyazaki also confirmed there's some sort of like feature where you'll be able to summon the spirits of dead enemies to help you which people have been comparing it to pokemon i'm wondering if it'll be more akin to um familiars in the castlevania games and symphony oh. and all that, how you could have like you could equip an enemy as like a spirit but would like it could buff you or like do an attack or something it's like similar that. to um that game it doesn't exist that brennan really likes um it's similar to like pawns in that maybe as yeah, well yeah so dragon stock me <laughs> yeah. wow i actually legitimately couldn't think <laughs> oh, of an no. answer. that's why i blanked on the name and so i just decided to go for the stab instead wow <laughs> Just like <coughs> Brandon will remember that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's not even here. Like he, he I wherever he is, he felt that he was Rocket Raccoon, and I was Star yeah, exactly. Wars. Exactly, over the yeah. ravine. Yeah, Brandon will definitely remember that. Yeah, I feel bad about that one. <laughs> oh, I will. I will publicly apologize for that <laughs> one. Publicly apologize. Um, but I, was, I legitimately couldn't remember the name. I was like. I fucking know the name of the game and now the joke has become real where I can't fucking remember. It's non-existent in my brain anymore. God. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anyway. maybe. I'll be, be very interested to see. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because Jolly Co-op is back. Four players. Yes. Um, looks like you're summoning with cubes now. Sure, why not? Mm. Why not? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, They've probably got Weapons some. look cool. Combat looks cool. Enemies look cool. Bosses look cool. Mm. Music sounds good in the trailer. Like, just... There's never been a game that I look at and I'm like, you are a guaranteed gold star right yeah there. yeah <laughs> like just box it ship it go i'm curious too because i like uh, from software i aren't open like aren't ones to compromise on on their game to make it accessible to a wider audience to a degree you know what i mean yes I... so like within within the realms that like they're making the game that they want to make and if that's not a game that you're interested in too bad like that's yeah. whereas I, get... I feel like this one might be the one that could Bridge it's, the gap a little bit. It's more. tough because I do think um, Sekiro was made a very specific way. But people who are, I'm not, I, I'm not going to 
say people who are asking for an easy mode are wrong because these games are fucking hard. Yes. I've finished all of them now and they are hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it makes me sad. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> like playing these games, I'm playing, I'm like, am I just not good enough for this? Yep. But then you do it and you're like, Jesus, I'm a god. Yeah. But one thing that I, as much as I love Sekiro, um, having the ability to summon friends, it honestly feels like that. That's, that feels like the easy mode. If that's it, the difficulty modifier. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like, look, <laughs> there's nothing... I love playing these games solo. It's so fun to just to test yourself and see how well you can do. Hmm. But teaming up with friends, these games are hilarious. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fighting some of these bosses who are clearly not built to, to focus on more than one person oh, is yeah. just great. I remember um, you guys helped me finish Dark Souls 3 <laughs> and just fucking ruining just that. rinsing it. Fucking hell. <laughs> was so funny. And I'm over in the corner, like, hastily trying to, like, chug Esther's blasts. <laughs> and then you're over there just, like, flipping in through the air. Throwing lightning. Ben's there with his fucking giant hammer and <laughs> just smacking things. I'm like, you guys got this? Thanks. Just <laughs> good. carry me through, team. Um, yeah, I do I do think... That was definitely the thing I think Sekiro missed the most. Mm. Having said that, like, I did really like that it... Man, it, it pushed me. Like, I was... There were, there were genuine points where I'm like... I, Maybe I'll just not finish this. Like maybe I'll maybe I'll put the controller down and be like, well, there's one from software yeah, game done. I can't beat. Yep. But yeah, like the, the elation when you beat it, I do think it's something special. But I that's why I think the option's important. To have that co-op in there is great. And I do I do think that sort of serves the role of like balancing out the challenge of this game, of these games. Yeah, calling in friends is great. Because I think too, like yeah, you you could be in a similar situation like me where I never played those any of those games i was like too i was like nah not for me i i i'm too i'm not good enough to play those games and it wasn't until bloodborne came along oh yeah bloodborne that game was at 30 fps on ps5 <sighs> just fuck you um <laughs> fuck you anyway that's, um, for, that's for brendan for dragon's dogma yeah also, right, that's fair there's also an attack on brendan because he also loves bloodborne. <laughs> i was gonna say yeah like it's just second of pummeling confident today um yeah no i it wasn't until then where i was like oh cool like and i only that, that game only became on my radar from watching that E3 presser or whatever. Oh, but baby. also because I was friends with you and Brendan who were like mad for Dark Souls. <laughs> and I was great. like, I was, so I was like, oh, it's by the Dark Souls. Oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play it. Oh, but I really like the setting and I really like the enemy design. And I really like the weapons and it looks really fast paced. And then lo and behold, that was the one that got me in the door. So it's all about finding a one. Exactly. And I, I, usually I, it's Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Bloodborne's probably, yeah. I think it's the one that hooked for most people. I I feel like Elden Ring could be like another Bloodborne. I think where it could it's, be. It's gonna it's gonna be the one. It where... seems like they're throwing everything at Elden Ring. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be the kitchen sink of these games. Yeah. Um, all the ideas are back. You've got yeah the Dark Souls ass game design. You've got I assume there'll be stuff that's very Bloodborne. Like I think the I mean the enemy design. Enemy design. The, the, a lot. The bigger focus on action is very Bloodborne. And then mm-hmm. you've got the jump button and stuff yes. from Sekiro. Like it's all coming together. Yeah. For a game that's going to make us all cry. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's get, we, we are all going to be its bitch. Like, it's yes, without um, a doubt. Um, thankfully, because I know there's also a lot of concerns, like, knowing that George R. R. Martin was involved, they were wondering how story would work. And Miyazaki has, in interviews, reinforced that they are, will be continuing with environmental storytelling. Okay, cool. So you won't be getting big-ass expos- exposition cutscenes dumped on you. You'll still be reading item descriptions and talking to NPCs that, like, talk in a really hollow voice and then just go... <laughs> well that's the thing i noticed about this trailer though is that like a lot of the the 
the characters that were talking in the trailer weren't doing that. Not which be was bosses. Exciting. Yeah, <laughs> Not be true. bosses, man. Yeah, the bosses true. always yell. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the quiet one. And it'll be like you got. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They'll just yeah, just go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, cool. Tarnished you're gonna, one. you're gonna attack me later. Yeah, yeah. We're not I love this... Dark Souls NPCs. We're not actually this time. We're tarnished. It's, we're we're yeah. the tarnished ones. Yeah. So now I'm very excited for that. It's great. Very, very excited. Very bold of um from software to drop the game of the year in January. I have to say, <laughs> very bold. And it's like you got it on my birthday, not not Kyron's. You know, you, honestly, like I'll take it because I'm not yeah. waiting till June. <laughs> Give it to me immediately. January 1st. <laughs> um, anyway. I'm calling, I, I'm calling my list, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm so going down my, to five. But yeah. I, I, will, I will name drop the ones that, I, that are on, but after my Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think the rest of my list is all stuff that I'm just, like, we can just, like, quick fire through. For me, anyway. Like, maybe talk about a few little things. I mean, Forza Horizon 5, I'm excited for because... Looks great. It looks fucking phenomenal. And it... It legitimately, it got to the end of like that, like watching that, uh, that, that reveal for it. And I was like, maybe I should get an Xbox Series X. Like, good luck. I, I mean, but like, it, it seems to be easier than PS5 at the moment. Does it? Yeah. Not here. Not I've seen them pop up way more than, than I've seen uh, PS5s I mean, pop up. I know that, I know that Series S is pretty easy to get. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But I was like, oh man. They did that thing. I think I think it was Jeff Grubb or Rami Ishmael pointed it out on Twitter. They did the thing in the trailer where they showed like a vista of like a... Because it's set in Mexico this time as well. Yes. They showed like a vista and it's like, oh, cool. Uh, and they were talking about like how they, they, you know, visited those environments or used like tried to make it as photorealistic as possible. And it looks like a photograph. But then you see a car just like fucking slide in and like the camera goes in behind the car and it's like, oh, they did the thing where it's like, this is just a picture, but no, it's actually in the game. Um, yeah, it looks phenomenal. And like the Forza Horizon games, I think, are the best I'm going to get for an arcade racer or some description. Um, but it's really cool to see, um, they're focusing on a big focus on exploration again this time, which like finding the, the, the hidden cars and stuff like that was always so much fun to do that like, you get a tip about it on the radio yeah. and you had to go find them. And I play a little bit of Forza Horizon three, four, four, which was the seasons one. Four. Four. Yeah. Like, three, four. Three was Australia, four was England. That's right. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, four was... Yeah, because that was... That, that was a pock of the... Snap of the finger seasons. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Which they said they're, they're doing weather uh, elemental things this time, but it's not... I want it to be like... I weekly. Think, I think dynamic's better. It's... I think... They didn't specifically say dynamic, but, okay, they, but they're going to say that there's, there's things that are going to happen. So, like... In like summer, there's going to be like dust storms that can okay. change the way that Man, the game plays. And to go back briefly to Elden Ring, <laughs> it's open world, right? Imagine dynamic weather in that, man. Oh Jesus! Imagine you're like fighting this incredibly hard boss, I and mean, then like a storm rolls in. Anyway, back to Forza. Imagine the frame rate though. <laughs> hey man, we find a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! All right, that's that's the one you get me for. That's 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 for Brendan. You get me back with that. Um, yeah, no, so. Uh, and I think the one of the other ones I was talking about was like, um, like really like rainstorms and hurricanes and stuff that can come through. Cause again, yeah, it's set in Mexico. So lots of different like weather environmental effects that can happen there. Um, it's cool to see they're bringing back oh, the, the, also in terms of exploration, they're doing like a, a, the, the career mode is going to be like about exploring because they've always got like a loose story about yeah, it. So yeah, it's yeah. like this one's like exploring through Mexico to find new spots to set up for the, the Horizon one, Festival. The one I like, liked most in four was the um 
the action movie ones. Yes. They were the best. Yeah, yeah. The stunt driver ones. Yeah, yeah the stunt driver ones were the best in Forza Horizon 4. They um, were fun. Although the, the Halo one was good too, where you got to drive the Warhog on the beach. That was think, cool. I don't think I did the Halo one. I did that. that was, was that a post launch one or was it in the I game? think it might have been. There we go. And it was like, yeah. I dropped out pretty early. It was cool because, like, you basically just got to drive a warthog around I mean it's and the music changed it was like all the, the halo music was playing you like driving along the beach and stuff and I'm like this is really cool it's probably the best of warthog is controlled <laughs> yeah exactly playground games they, 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 the feel of those games is so good man they're making a fable they are making a fable I'm very as excited as well as this yeah and um, like you look at this game you're like fable could look this good I, right <laughs> like this game is stunning to look at um, like I know the driving games usually are but like of course it still looks very good not necessarily, like, they're usually good to look at the cars. Well, I mean, I should say, like, Environments the, um, are usually take a dip because, like, they're not the thing the that you The big you're... ones, like Forza and GT. Yeah. Usually look, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a whole package where it's like, <laughs> this is just real life. I'm just driving a real <laughs> exactly. car now. Um, and the other thing that's really cool that they're bringing back is um, they're bringing back the, uh, I think it's called the Eliminator, which is their Battle Royale mode that they oh, added before, yeah. which I thought cool. was a really cool that's a thing. Good idea. It's a good um, idea. And it, it works as well. When I saw that pop up, I'm like, oh, excellent. Eliminator's coming back. I'm going to, can't wait to jump in on that. And it's Game Pass. I'm there day one for that game. So excited. November, is it? November. November. Yep. yep. Right oh. towards the end of the year. 2021 suddenly starting to look very busy. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. The end of this year is getting pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? So um, next up, I've got a little, I've got an indie game, Joel. Ooh. I, I did it. <laughs> excellent. Um, I've got a little indie game called Lake, which I also Lake. just bid on in a fantasy critic draft yeah, with, a, with a smooth $1 bid as everyone fought over Forza and Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't fight. I just, I knew I was going to get it. <laughs> I knew exactly how things were going to play out. And I was like, I've still got to try though. You didn't <laughs> but, um, Lake is a, a chill little game. Yeah. Uh, it was being developed by Gameus, who I'm, never, I'm not familiar with. I'm not yeah. sure they've made anything else before. Um, you'll be playing as Meredith Weiss. And basically the game is set around her desire. She escapes from her city job, her big big city office job, to move to a regional hometown for two weeks to deliver mail and packages. Just be, be a delivery man. Super chill. Just like like Death Stranding without the horror. <laughs> yeah. And like... And the Kojima. <laughs> actively fighting against you to play the game. Hey, yeah. We don't know that yet. Maybe it will. <laughs> yeah. You've got to hold like the triggers I to like... So. Oh, yeah. I'm in on that Death Stranding PS5 port, man. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going back. Yeah, the but, fucking um, director's cut. But Lake, yeah. See, they're, they're touting it sort of like an, an anti-GTA. Yes. In the sense that you, this will be sort of like a sandbox, sandbox town that you live in. There'll be like 20-odd characters you can interact with, all with different personalities and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the trailer they showed is very short. There's a demo out now that I've got downloaded, ready mm-hmm. to play as soon as, as soon as I'm done with stuff today, later tonight. Um... Yeah, focus on making small choices. Um, the example they showed in the trailer was like going to see a movie. You got to pick the movie. They didn't pick Blue Velvet. How how <laughs> incorrect. Big trouble in Little yeah. China. They picked they the Great Mass Detective. <laughs> Fucking what it. Oh. Getting getting that Disney money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what it was. Going for Disney. Hey, that Disney was supposed to show up at the Xbox conference, so it did. It's oh shit. That's, that was that was the rumor. Yeah, Disney's like, cool. We're done. That's it. That's yeah. it. They did also show up in very much so in another way, but nah, yeah, nah. Nah, we don't, you don't want to count the Sea of Thieves. It's nah. fine. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, again, we don't know much about it. This is a very this is going to be a game that's sort of focused on choices over this two week span. Mm-hmm. Um, the developers have said that basically the hook will be at the end. You pick if you stay in this in the town or move to the city. Who knows what will happen in those two weeks? 
Some, some. I don't know. I, I think it's just going to be really chill. But I think that you'll make choices with these characters where you're like, no, I want, I want to stay with this character. Yeah. Or like, I want to stay but, here because um... of these characters. I don't know. Who knows? But like, it's it's enticing. Yeah. The trailer is appealing, and I'm know. in. It's coming out September first, I think, for Xbox and PC. Uh, yeah, I'm there. I'm give it, give it to me. I think it's Game Pass as well. Um, on day one, I feel nice. Mm-hmm. I might buy it on PC, but still nice. Yep, that's fair. Uh, I've got another one. Uh, it's, it's it's a triple A game, but it's we don't know much Come about on, it. Come on, Joel, where are the indies? I, I, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. Literally after this one, it's all indies all the time. Um, yeah, uh, we don't know much about it yet. But uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. We know nothing about. We know it. nothing about it apart from the fact that it's, it's essentially inspired by and almost like a spiritual sequel to the Assault on Dragon Keep DLC for Borderlands. It 2. sounds like it's Borderlands but fantasy. Yep, yep. Because they're, they're talking. Right, about... I know you hate fantasy, so <laughs> fuck, fuck. All right, uh, take my take my lumps for this one. <laughs> um, no, but like, yeah, because they're talking about like uh, not only using guns, there's like uh, spell casting mechanics and stuff as well. So you can be like a proper, a legit mage class, which is cool. Um, but it is going to be like a, a Borderlands adjacent game where it's like, you know, multi skill, multi tree, um, tiered I mean, trees. I think after Borderlands 3, we can definitely do with a bit of a change up of the setting and all Absolutely. that. I think Borderlands 3 is like, cool, I think we're good for a while now. And I think having that, but just having that one little like. Similar game like gameplay like that's familiar, and also having that person like having Tiny Team that come through as like a, as a the mascot for this game. Yeah, as well. yeah. Um, and I just yeah, I love that the, the very small trailer that we got ended with with uh with Tina yelling "Roll for initiative, suckers!" and I'm like, yes, because I, I Assault on Dragon Keep is still one I think my favorite DLC for any game that I've ever played. I think it's just. It's so I, good. I'd have to crunch the numbers for me, but it's yeah. up, it's really up there. It's a very good. It's. It, I think the reason it stands above, at least in a, from a lot of DLC, is because it seems like it doesn't belong in Borderlands. But then it also is is inequivocally so important to the story it of Borderlands is. too. Like it, it is, it has so much to say about like and wraps up that whole arc in that that for that, that whole game very nicely. Which again, like it just it just stuns me because like mm-hmm. the Borderlands two story is there. Yeah, it's there and is it doesn't. I mean, it's do the best anything. of them. Three. Sure. Yeah, it's the best of the three. I'll give it to you because of Handsome Jack. <laughs> yeah, it's the best of the three. I was like, is pre-sequel better though? I don't remember. I don't remember pre sequel story. I'm not factoring in Tales of the Borderlands because that would probably be Oh, it's so. the best Borderlands story. Yeah, like that is mile. the best Borderlands story. But in terms of the mainline games, I guess, yeah, two is the be- probably the best one. Um, And yeah, just it actually... By default, probably. I think Assault and Dragon <laughs> Keep, though, made me care about that story even more so by the time I got to the end of it. Because yeah. um, it's... It's a story about grief, and it's awesome. I don't think they're gonna. That's gonna be a no, factor no, no, no. in this Absolutely one at all. Absolutely not. But I liked the idea of that, and I liked you know. I assume this story will play out like a Borderlands story. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think it's important to note as well that the voice cast in it is Andy Samberg. Dibs on Andy Samberg's character. Um, hey, he might not be a playable character. Nah, Dib. I'm playing as a. I'm playing as <laughs> anyway. To play. Um, Wanda Sykes and um, um. Will Arnett, I think, is in there as yeah, well. And obviously Ashley Birch is coming back as her tiny Tina. But we don't know anything else about it apart from that. It's coming next year, I think. Is it? They're saying early next year. Early next year. I'm like, we didn't see gameplay. We didn't see anything. I mean, it'll probably show up at the Game Awards, I imagine, at this point. Yeah. Or maybe Gamescom opening night. Actually, that'd Jeff be Keighley, Jeff Keighley reminding us the other day. It's like, hey, 10 weeks until 
Gamescom opening night's live, and I'm like, oh god, I'm tired already. Yeah, it's like, god, can I just sleep? We please? just had E3, man. Um, all right, yeah. let's go. But yeah, that's that's all I want to say about Tiny Tina. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm yeah. very excited. I mean, I love a good Borderlands game. I played through three. It was good. It, it was, was fun. It was I, fun. I, I mean, as yeah. soon as I finished, I, I forgot everything. Yeah, me too. Um, I, it was it was it was fun. I. I yeah, it didn't quite hit the highs. I think it was just more of the same, which isn't a bad thing, but it was. it was, yeah. So it'd be good to see them do something like... Uh, the Spellcasters thing has really got me intrigued about how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe a, a more of a focus on melee as well, with like That'd swords cool. and stuff. That'd be cool, yeah. yeah really like dialing on the melee stuff, which they've it's, tooled around with, with Krieg, so... It'll be interesting to see how they keep melee fresh in a game like mm. this. Because, like, I mean, the, the guns are easy, because you just give insane guns. And you just have different variables that you can, like, cross-pollinate them exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. But um, melee will be interesting. Like, that's really where the... Um, if it's if there'll be more melee-focused builds, that's when the abilities sort of come into mm. it. Well, I, it's, I never really played as Krieg that much. Because he was DLC, either. so... But he was a melee class. Like, that was his... Um, that was all he's all his abilities were based yeah. around melee attacks and things like that as well. So um yeah, curious to see him. Just more. take your notes from Diablo, just do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yep. first person first person Diablo. Just first do person it. Diablo with Borderlands like writing. Mm. Yeah, I mean not hard to do. Yep. No, not hard to do. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Us uh, sitting here back here at armchair game dance over hey, here. Hey, I can make games whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> terrible um give it yeah i'm looking for i'm i'm keeping an eye on it but i was hoping to see something but we just didn't we got we yep. got titles and names and that yeah uh next up i've got a game that isn't technically new it was already announced it's in fact it's not it's kickstarter run has started and ended right and it is uh i don't even know how to really pronounce it it's ayudan chronicles sure something like that sure um how I would refer to this game is like, hey, did you like Sui Coden? Then you'll love this. <laughs> yeah. Also, did you like the art style of uh, Octopath Traveler? Yeah, because you'll love then this. You'll fucking love this, yeah. We don't know much about it again. It's still very limited. The, the, the core information really is, if you ever, if you if you have any affinity for Sui Coden, which is a franchise with Metal Gear, Castlevania, just like sitting in Konami's basement, just like, you guys going to do anything with that? Nah. No. no. Okay, I guess we'll go make our own Sui Coden, but yeah. we'll call it something else. <laughs> I've, I've, I don't know a lot about Sui Coden, so I, I, have, I all that is people who know about it are just like it's the fucking best. And I'm like, I play oh. a little bit of two because um, I bought it on PS3, I think, and it was okay. very good. It was okay. very, very good. But I think that apart from like knowing that I like there's a, like Isla from Easy Allies is mm. a huge supporter mm-hmm. of, um, of Sui Coden. But hearing her talk about it and having played a bit of two and seeing this game in motion, I'm in. Like, I, I can't really describe the combat. I would recommend watch the E3 trailer and, like, look for that, like, last 20-odd seconds of combat. Yeah. It looks so cool. I love the way that the fights are staged, the animations, the sprites. Just take this game and just inject it straight into my veins. Yeah. That's it. Just give it to me. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's also it. the one I think is like the furthest away. It was 2023. 2023, yeah. They have, a, they have a spinner, like a side project coming next year called Rising. Rising. Like, I didn't kind of Rising. I think it was a stretch goal, but I, again, I didn't follow the Kickstarter enough. Kind of similar it to seems what, like, like Curse of the Moon. Yeah, I wonder was. if it'll be like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'll keep an eye on it. I'm curious about that one um i'm just gonna rapid fire a couple here uh replaced 
from the Xbox conference. Next up on my list. Okay, cool. Then let's talk about it then. Let's do Replaced. Um, Yeah, I mean, pretty short trailer for it. Hard to tell what's going on, but it looked... Again, the visuals, the art, the design, the sprites. The, oh, it's so good. This seems like... <laughs> this seems like Microsoft going, cool, everyone really liked that last night game, but the person who made it is... Was a garbage. Shit, was a shithead. So we don't want to support that anymore. We need something like that. And this, se- and it seems very reductive to, to talk about it like that. But it's a similar art style, like a pixel art style. It's like a cyberpunk neo future kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, please. I want to have a combat works because it looks sick. <laughs> mm, and I, I read that basically it's about like you. You're a you're an AI, AI that like wakes, placed in a human body. Yeah, I was like. Fuck yeah, let's yeah. go. This that's sounds a, yeah, great. That's very that's a very cool idea. Um and yeah. you know, it'd be nice to have a good cyberpunk game. Oh, fuck. Oof. Oof. Oh. Oof. Hurts me. Hey, maybe Hurts if CD Project Red didn't pick E3 week to be like, by the way, that hack was actually very serious. Bye. Enjoy your trailers. Oh. When no one was looking, I'd be a bit less bitter towards them. But they just continue to not do themselves any favors. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> yep. No, I, yeah, so replace looking good. I think it's a Game Pass game. It was in Xbox conference, so I'm assuming it's a Game Pass. Usually, that would be my assumption as well. It was like, there was, like, I think two or three that works. Yeah. Battlefield being one of them, I can't really remember the other ones. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it looks very mm-hmm. cool. It, um, visually, and, again, I just wanted to... The combat looks cool. It reminds me very much of, like, John Wicky sort of, like... Yes. Yep. Close quarters... Mm-hmm. focused on like technical stuff yeah I just wanted to have it works it's like John Wick meets Blade Runner yeah let's, let's yeah, go let me see let me see well, how it works let's go uh, I'm sure we will because there's a lot of positive buzz yeah, about that game everyone's talking about it so um, I think it had a really good showing even if it was very very small very short trailer but one that stuck with me yep uh, anything else um, you know what since you've gone to the news now I'm going to go triple A Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Okay. I mean, I actually, no, I guess, like, I mean, they're not an indie. I don't know if they're triple A. It's Shin Megami Tensei 5. <laughs> oh, is that, like, are they leaving in, like, double A? I don't know, because it's Atlas. Atlas is owned by Sega. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But it, I would say they're probably triple A for Japan. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, that's fair. That's Yep, that makes sense. Either way, I'm going, it's a, it's a, it's a big budget game. It's Shin Megami Tensei 5. Yep. Um, <laughs> accidentally leaked ahead of all of this. <laughs> By Atlas's own website, just was just like, "Hey, uh, SMT 5s coming out in November." Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just like in the in the code of a website, saying like, "Well, I know what's going to be at the Nintendo Direct. It's yeah. Shin Megami Tensei," and it was. It was there. Luckily, there was a lot of other things there as was well. Other stuff. Like that wasn't there. And like, like one more thing. So honestly, still pretty good to oh. get. SMT is a game that's been dark for years, mm-hmm. and then it came back and added in one of the directs last year completely out of fucking nowhere yeah it's like, it like one of their developer showcases are like oh yeah here's a game also here's Shin Megami Tensei you're like what yeah. and also here's Shin Megami Tensei 3 HD as well enjoy like, you're like what the fuck what yeah developer showcase for okay alright but um this is always a series that I haven't quite gotten into yet yeah but I always want to because I I'm sorry, Shin Megami Tensei fans, but yeah. I love Persona. And I know there's like a rift there. Hey, if and you've I think it's sometimes po- you've a bitterness. Po- you've listened to this podcast, you know what this is. You this know is what we're Persona we, show. We are filthy Persona fans. Fucking love that. We are anime weeds. <laughs> we're absolutely Persona fans here. So. But um, I, I agree though. I like. I want to get. I I played four on the 3DS. Um, and I I fell out of it. I do wonder if it was because it was on 3DS and mm. like visually I was just like not feeling it. 
this game looks like it could be the one to hook me. Yep. Uh, I was I was gonna get three, but I'm too scared. I hear it's really hard. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I know it's got a casual mode. But I'm not want to play in casual mode. Get out of here. <laughs> it's like I want to play in casual mode, but I'm too scared to play. On yeah. hardcore, so, but okay. I'm, I'm just scared to play normal. So like, I'm just gonna do. Na- I just want to play it at all. Um, yeah, SMT five's looking very good. Yeah, looking uh, good. it's so funny because like they're explaining all these mechanics. I'm like, I get it. Because I played Persona. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I played Shin Megami They're like, you can, you can, you can like have, you can have these monsters, uh, these demons that join your party by talking to them. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, negotiations. I know that. <laughs> to be fair though, like Persona Five did add them back in. They are a Shin Megami Tensei thing. Oh yeah, that's. But I, like, we're not talking about fusing demons. I'm like, yeah, like in Persona. Yeah, it's, yeah. It was like, ah, oh, fusing. <laughs> it's okay. I'm bad at doing all that. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, again, not much to say about it really, except yep. for it's coming out in November. Uh, making my uh, fantasy critic team look very healthy right now. Yeah, I know. I gambled on Shin Megami Tensei Five and <laughs> unannounced 2D Metroid it's sequel. Absolute maverick, <laughs> and you fuck. It's paid off They're in spades for you. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but um, I will be. Yeah, I'll, I will show up for this game on day one. It's also, if only because I'm like, fuck yeah! I'm so glad Atlas is. When they said that their goal was to have simultaneous worldwide releases i was like mm-hmm. that would be wonderful if you could yep but if they're doing it with five i'm like i'm there yeah because if that if i doing this here means it in like six years <laughs> we get persona six the same day as japan yeah it's all worth it baby yeah i actually that's a good point maybe i'll show up day one as well like can you imagine a timeline where we get persona the same day as japan and we don't have to like just avoid avoid the, the internet like yeah at all costs yeah that would be oh, that's the dream God. really but we um, can all celebrate as one yeah but yeah, game looks very good. Character looks cool. Just Atlas, sign me up. This yep. is the one. This is the one that's going to hook me. I can Storm. feel it. I feel. I yeah. After watching that trailer, I was like, I think this might be yeah. the one. Yeah. I this... think having just it's it feels so reductive and and like mean to say, but I think having the visuals where they're at now is going to help. Because again, something about four just didn't grab me. Three looks cool, but again, it was PS two, and I'm too scared to go back to the sort yeah. of M2 sort of game designs. So yeah, I don't know. I think having a modern SMT that looks like this is the one. I think it's the one. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap a fire three, and I'll explain why. Um, so Fire Girl is an indie game where you're like they call it a hack and splash. Yes. Uh, it's got like that really cool like pixel art mixed with like 3D animation. Yeah, like, like and 3D 2. backgrounds 5. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, where yeah, you're like a firefighter and you've got like a cool like jetpack and like you can fly around and like put fires out and rescue people and like. It seems like you're like rebuilding the fire department. And yeah, all that. like yeah, and like that that gives you like more buffs and stuff. And it's like, it might have like a bit of roguelike elements. I'm to curious it as well. if it's like roguelike or Metroidvania. That's what I'm curious Actually, about. Actually, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um. Either way, I mean that looks <laughs> great. Uh. Then uh, Tunic, which I'm not going to talk about too much because I did play the demo of it. Um, I think we've talked about it a couple of times. We have it, talked about it. It continues to look good. It looks great. It feels good to play. Um. And surprised me that how hard it souls yeah. like it is yeah. um so I'm very this is we talked about elden ring being zelda souls but this is literally elden, yeah this is zelda 100%. souls this is, this is uh this is a link to the past souls like, yeah. yeah that's yeah whereas elden ring is uh is like ocarina, ocarina souls, yeah. souls um yeah but I'll, I'll talk about that at some point again in the future maybe once you've had a chance to have a go yeah how, how long is the xbox demo thing running for I don't know. It might have actually already finished. Oh, Jesus. I'm not well, sure. Um, <laughs> wow. Should, I should, uh, should so I'll just myself go on that. fuck myself. <laughs> um, and Loot River was another one that popped up. Um, it's like a hack and slash game that uh, 
basically the mechanic of it is that you can move the platforms that you're on. They're all like Tetris bricks. So you can like move the bricks around to like create openings or like block enemies off and then like circle around and like attack them from behind. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It looks really cool. And it sounds like one of those like those, those puzzle games where you like have to push the pieces around. Oh, to... the slide puzzles? Yeah. yeah. Slide kind, puzzles, yeah. Kind of, but not infuriating. And it's like... <laughs> not yeah. infuriating. You've nailed it, but that's how they feel yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I hate slide puzzles and this <laughs> looks like fun. But... but The reason slide puzzles suck is because like, fuck, I see the solution. Yeah, yeah. You're I just like, don't want to do the, the brain work to, to get there. Get, yeah, yeah. And like you, you set it up and you're like, I just need to move this piece in the corner to this corner. Yep. But to do that, I have to break the whole thing up. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't want to. Um... But yeah, it looks really good as well. That was in one of the indie showcases. Um, and then I've got like two left that are like kind of, I guess you could kind of, put, they're both music oriented. Um, I'll start with We Are OFK, yep. um, which is a, a narrative behind the music style um, making of the band um, like narrative adventure, a, a narrative game. Interesting. Um, it's, I think it's going to be five episodes, which will also coincide with a five episode track EP from That's the band cool. itself. Oh, wait, is this that thing that was announced Yes, and no one really knew what was happening? It was at Game Awards, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was. It's yeah, like, and they had a live performance because I had another performance. There's uh, actually... Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Their, their first... It, like, it, the, the game... The the um the band from the game have released their first single. So their first single is actually out on Spotify. It's oh, called, okay. It's called Follow Unfollow. Um, and oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one that played, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, okay. I'm on the same page as you now. Yes. So, um... It looks great. There's a, they sort of showed more of the actual game. I'm, I, yeah, like I said, I think it's gonna be like five episodes. I don't know if it's all coming out at once, or if it's, you know, gonna be like a gradual release. Um, it's coming out sometime this year, and it looks really good. Uh, and this, the first single is like that. Follow unfollow is a really good song. If you like churches, uh, and that sort of like indie synth pop sound, um, th- then this is a hundred percent for you like church's new album soon fuck yeah new single with robert smith as well it's great it's very good um and then the last one which i think it's on my list list. uh, (laughs) is unbeatable it's unbeatable as i i have it written down here is um unbeatable is a joel ass video (laughs) yep yep uh but yeah i'm in this is this game is a rhythm game yep but it's also an anime game yep and may i just say Yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's a rhythm game where it's, there's only two buttons. It's up and down, yep. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, which there are some, like, I, I know there's, like, a lot of mobile games that are a very similar, like, gameplay style. Yeah. I mean, have the same often r- rhythm games, especially if you're doing it like this, are easier with less buttons. Yep, absolutely. And then you in- incorporate, like, either you know, the rhythm aspect of it and then, yeah. like, uh, button presses and combos and stuff like that. Yeah. And switching between things as well, which is how this seems to be working as well. Like, I remember every time I play for Persona dancing games, I'm like, you need to use less buttons. <laughs> yeah. Too many buttons. Too many buttons. Like, three and, and like, your cut, your dance sequences are too cool. I keep oh, looking yeah. at them and missing my presses. <laughs> I get distracted by your sweet moves. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, this one's like, yeah, oh, man, this could not be any more up I, I watched it. I'm like, I wonder if John knows about this game. Because I, I didn't know about it before this. Yeah, I didn't know about it. And you said it to me, and I was like, fuck like <laughs> it looks incredible this is amazing I, the, in if, terms, if anything about like anime anime story game with rhythm band yep. gameplay sounds good to you yep. go and watch the trailer seriously because it it is incredible oh uh, and the the music is so good it is. too it's, it's good. like a good mix of stuff um 
And and they, they again, I keep coming back to that anime thing. They nail the anime aesthetic though, like the the way the the story plays out mm-hmm. is perfect. It's I got some real. I haven't watched all of Fully Cooly, but it like it looks like Fully Cooly, mm. um, which is awesome. Um, it has because it has that real sort of like kind of like trigger animation style. Where it's like really rough, sort of yeah. like hand drawn, yeah. scrawled on a paper. Like it looks so good. Yeah, I'm so into this. Um, I'm actually like I still have the. Um, the late back of thing open in my Chrome browser. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna get the at least the digital version at yeah. some point. I'm going to as well. Um, I want it. <laughs> but there's also the flip side of it as well is like there's like open world RPG elements where yes. you're going around and talking to people, and mm-hmm. so it's also Persona. Yeah. So fuck Persona. <laughs> persona, but you're in a band. <laughs> yeah, Persona, you're in a band, and the combat is rhythm based. Like I was like, ah, oh, just take all the money that I have. I'll give you. I'll keep sending you all my money. Yes. Yeah. What's the monthly sub for this? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Double I, it. I, you fucking nailed me this to it. This is my life now. That's hundred percent it. Um, but yeah, like so I, of all, I think of all the trailers because like, for the most part, you've probably seen the Elden Ring one pop up. As a oh, pre-roll yeah, yeah. ad and stuff like well, that. But of all the ones that, like, the, the obscure ones we've sort of mentioned, like, trailer-wise in this episode, this is the one I reckon, I highly recommend going and checking out because it's just, it has such a great visual art style. Well, especially, and, again, if what we've said appeals to you. Yeah, like, exactly. Definitely don't skip it. Don't sleep on it. The tone of the trailer was very funny as well. I think well. it was in Day of the Devs? Thank you. Because right. it, yep. it caught me completely off guard. It was in Day of the Devs or Guerrilla Collective, but I think it's Day of the Devs. I think you're right. I think it was Day of the Devs because, I mean, it's much, I didn't, you know, I liked the other David Devs um, that they've done, mm-hmm. but this one felt like back to back. Like yeah, all this the was... like I want it, I want it, I want it, I yeah, want it. Yeah, there was some really good shit in this one. I haven't put in here, but the um, it was on my list. I wish it was now. Actually, it's too late now. But that that art one where you like the the painter ah uh, but behind the frame behind the frame yeah that looks so good looks sad as fuck it's gonna make you cry because I saw some extra <laughs> stuff from that yeah. in another thing and I was like oh that that man's sick oh no it's gonna attack you I in the feelings <laughs> uh, looks yeah, cool though looks great I think it was in the wholesome direct that I saw they yeah, it was also in David Devs yeah. I was like fuck I want this yeah there's some good stuff there um you got anything else Karen uh I've got Another one that was quickly... A couple more to rapid fire through like you did. Yeah. Um, first of all, Sacrifier by Pixelated Milk. Yes. This is a game... Again, you'll notice the trend of most of the indie games I've picked. They're all sprite-based. <laughs> the sprites are amazing. Um, another one of those... This is a JRPG-ish game that has a mix of real-time and turn-based combat with music by... I want to get the name right. Uh, Matoi Sakuraba you might know from a bunch of games like there are plenty of games but mostly Dark Souls yeah, right. Dark Souls music yep, fair enough let's go yep. <laughs> um, yeah game looks very good trailer very short but combat looks fun yes really want to know more about how how they do the, the mixture of it yeah it's a yeah, turn based like, I wonder if it'll be so. a sort of like um, Seven Remake which is that ooh actually Seven Remake is yep. a mixture of those two things so like I wonder, a 2D version of that okay interested cool uh, then I've got a game it took, me, it took me on a stroll in memory lane as Dark Deity, which is by Sword and Axe LLC, Fire Emblem. Okay. <laughs> this game is a. It it has all the tra- It's a turn It's a turn strategy game like Fire Emblem, but so much so it goes so deep in on it. It nails the thing I loved most about the GBA Fire Emblems, which was the the sprite animation. Right. It has that style of animation. Cool. And I was just like, fuck! It reminds me how much I miss those GBA Fire. Look, I love Three Houses. Um, and I love that they've, they've, they've 
moved up with the times. But yeah. I will always have a soft spot for those those detailed sprites. And it's the way that they, like, you on the map, you move around, you pick your guy, you fight, and then it zooms into a little combat arena. Yep. Like, back when I was, back in the, I want to say the mid-2000s, when we were all, like, on forums. Yep. I had so many gifts of just those sprites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, like, Roy and, um... Ellie Wood and Hector and all those just doing cool critical hit animations. Well, it's funny because like we haven't even mentioned. It. I don't think it's on any of our lists, but like you know, Advance Wars is coming back too. It is. I have That's... thoughts on it. I was going to shout it out at the end. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. It's cool to see Advance Wars back. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it visually, but um, I think it's growing on even more. I see it. Right. Okay. Fair but enough. It's, it's Advance Wars one and two with help from Way Forward. So yep. Oh, way Forward. I know, right? It's their December game. Good shit, yeah. I'm ex- I'm excited to see Advance Wars back because it's funny. Like, they don't need it when they've got Fire Emblem printing money, but it's cool to see them give it some lip service. Yeah, absolutely. I I wouldn't mind actually tackling them again. I think the only one I've played was Dual Strike on the DS. <laughs> Dual Strike. With the Dual Strike mechanic, which <laughs> is fucking broken as shit when you can't use it and the enemy can. <laughs> Dual Strike. There, it's just like, hey, cool. Yeah. Oh, they're using Dual Strike. Cool. Oh, that's that new gameplay mechanic. Do I get to use it? No. You're no. going to win this fight first. It's that, it's that comic with the, with the dog with yep. the thing in its mouth. Yep. There's with the... Dual Strike. <laughs> can I have? No. No. Only watch. Only watch. <laughs> Absolutely that. Um, um, but yeah, that was... Because I basically had expected Metroid in the Direct, Advance Wars coming back was the biggest surprise of that Direct. That was, was pretty like, cool. I did not think they would do that. Yeah, that was that was big. What a shock. <laughs> like, that and WarriorWare... Well, WarriorWare was sort of telegraphed. We had a thought, like, when they were doing the survey, we were like, hey, uh, how much would you want to pay for a new WarriorWare? It's like, okay, well, you're doing a WarriorWare <laughs> game. We know that now. Just, just, just out of curiosity. <laughs> just, like, just... For no reason, really, what would you pay for one? Like, <laughs> oh, God. So fucking transparent. Um, uh, yeah. My last shout-out... Actually, I got two, I'll do two more shout-outs. Yep. My second last shout-out goes to Starfield. Yep. Finally showing up at Xbox's press conference. Mm-hmm. I love how much they're emphasizing their apology for it being exclusive. Yeah. It's so funny to me. Where it's just like, of course it is. Yeah, like... Xbox paid so much money. Fucking oath they did. Like... This and, is where they get their money back. And everyone's like, oh, but it's been in development for so long. And it's like, yeah, but they could just go... Cool, alright, we don't have to worry about those button prompts or yeah, the, that console that. anymore. Let's just focus on this one. Exactly. And it's going to probably actually reduce development time a little bit. Because and hopefully make it less buggy. Absolutely. They're going to focus on one, like, on PC, obviously, and, and Xbox. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, again, we still don't know much about it. They're talking a lot about it being, it. Todd Howard described it as literally Skyrim in space. Yep. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I know, oh, man... Kudos to them for finding a way to get Skyrim into the Xbox conference. Yep. The meme that will never die. Yeah. Relentless. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for all the for the meme that Skyrim has become, like when that game first came out, it was good. Mm-hmm. I just got sick of it after hearing about it for ten years. Being re released. Yeah, <laughs> fucking ten years. Ten of years. <laughs> oh God. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Um, but, um, yeah. Stuff it looks great. Stuff it looks sounds I'm very excited to keep an eye on that. Uh find the hilarity of the exclusive stuff interesting especially because like fuck you like sony's sony has locked death loop and ghostwire tokyo mm-hmm. so you know what Bef- like xbox is gonna wait if they're if they're bringing bethesda to their showcase they're talking about those games yeah so you know what fuck it starfield's exclusive also here's a new game from arcane austin yeah, yeah. absolutely all which, these things that made sense <laughs> which also looks really great yeah like, really want to see gameplay but i'm interested yeah red redfall redfall yeah 
Redfall. Cool. But yeah, so Starfield on my radar, not coming out until November next year. Yep. So it's a laser. 11 22. Yep. They, they uh, love their fucking they love, dates. They love 11 11. Yep. Love those days. 11 11 11 was Skyrim's release date. Yep. Oh, God, I must do. <laughs> uh, yeah, 11 11 22. So, yeah, I, the joke going around the internet is like 11 11 11. Uh, 33 is going to be pretty yeah. fucking tight. Yeah. Uh, Look forward to Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> yeah, that's when you're going to see that. After we get like, what, 20 odd years of Starfield? Yep. <laughs> Yep. No, probably ten, five of Starfield and another fifteen of Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, and the last game wasn't actually on my list, but I figured it would it would feel wrong to not shout it out. Is uh, I'm gonna call it by the name it still has. Okay. Which is for Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sequel to the Breath of the Wild. It's yeah. like you could just give it anything. I'm begging you. Yep. But no, nah. apparently if we know the name, it's a spoiler. So it's a spoiler. Uh, uh, uh. Maybe don't put this. I don't know. There's got to be a way around that, right? Yeah. Like, not even a title card. Like, give it a title card without a subtitle. Like, but Just, even then, who knows? I, there is Breath of the Wild 2 or something. I don't know, there are some, Yeah. There's some wild theories. There are. Around. Like, we, we can only speculate based off of what we've seen, saw in this new trailer, but what we saw was enticing. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe potentially makes sense as to why we're getting a Skyward Sword remaster in a month's time. Yes, very Seems much like so. that might be important to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which um, makes me sad because... You have to play Skyward Sword again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I like Skyward Sword enough. Like, the story is good. And I think about the gameplay. I don't think about that stupid big... Dem- like the uh, what's it called? A abyss? No, no, the big stupid thing you got to fight. Yeah, the constantly. Big, the big thing with no it's not, arms. De- it's not demise because demise is something else. It's oh. I forget its name, but it sucks and I hate it. It's yeah. terrible. But on the bright side, it does have Groose. It does have Groose. It has Groose. It has easily the best Zelda in all the Zelda games. And it has um gear him as well, doesn't it? Yes, it does have gear him. Gear him's fucking rat. Yeah, fucking unsettlingly cool. Poke his tongue out and lick your ear and be yeah. just downright uncomfortable. Just, just like, what if Bowie, but horrifying? <laughs> like, that's basically Bowie in Labyrinth, but scarier. Just like, good God. Yeah. But also it has stamina and fucking bomb bowling and a, <laughs> and a, and a pointless sky section. Does. But it has a very cool last boss fight. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very torn. I... I I won't get it at launch, but I'll probably will play Skyward yeah, Sword again. Yeah, I might play Skyward Sword again. Uh, but yeah, Breath of the Wild sequel looking great. Lots 2022, of, baby! 2022. Sorry, Brod. But I was... <laughs> it was like it was like, it was, it was like twofold happiness, because obviously in our yeah. fantasy critic leave that we have, Brod has Breath of the Wild sequel, yeah. and he's been adamant about it. Yeah. And it's just like... And, uh, and just to be clear, Nintendo says they're targeting 2022. Yeah targeting yeah. it so we so, don't even know where it could be further and i i will always say that i know that nintendo loves to, de- to delay a zelda game oh yeah it's their favorite pastime 100 like, let's just delay it yep yep <laughs> should we uh you know we could we could just delay it we, we know people are gonna buy it whenever it comes out so yeah. fuck it like yeah, just delay it. we'll see but yeah very enticing um snippets of gameplay raise questions mm-hmm. very, some shots very but again harken back to Skyward Sword mm-hmm. um, seems like we're going into the air which is great because I actually heard the allies talking about it specifically Damiani yep. um, with, with Brad and co we're talking about everyone thought for sure like cool we're going underground the first teaser trailer they were going underground the yeah. terrain's lifting up we were thinking labyrinths, but it's like, fuck you, we're going to the sky. Yeah, no, that's... We, we could still go underground, but I it seems like... I think there's still going to be some sort of underground exploration at as, some point. And some people are pointing out, like, some of those areas, I cannot be pinned to a 
is Breath of the Wild locations. So. Right. Mm. Who knows? That name some, is a spoiler, though. I saw a lot of people like going, um, lots of lots of Hyrule floating up in the air. Uh, that they um, what's it called? The Hotline Bling meme. Oh yeah. Like, lots of flo- it's like nah, it's not like, that's not it. But it's like lots of floating Eventide Islands. <laughs> it's like, that's it. And I'm like, that's the one. Fuck yeah, let's go. Let's go. A whole bunch of Eventides. I'm oh, down man. for that shit. Yeah, that game. I'm glad that the other reason, apart from like screwing over our, our, our rivals team in Venice Critic, is the joy I get from Nintendo having to having to focus on Metroid. <laughs> they have no choice. They're like, fine, you fine. Win. Samus wins. October game. All that socials. Fuck yes. Fuck but, yes. Um, but that was uh. That's it. That's E3 slash Summer that's, Game Fest. That's what we plot. So like, that's barely scratching the surface. I, I mean, yeah, but, we um, might. Probably, I mean, there's a whole bunch of demos out at the moment. We're yeah. going to try and slam through a whole bunch. So maybe we can... I'm cramming them into my PC as we speak. <laughs> yeah, we can, like, re- revisit yeah. once we've, like, yeah, played some true. demos as well. But for the for the now... Uh, for the now? For the now? For the meantime, um, I think that's an episode, Karen. I think it is. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to the Dialogue Options podcast. We do appreciate you giving your time to listen to us rant about video games, specifically the beginning of, once again, me ranting about Metroid. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back. It's been three, four years since we last had this opportunity. Yes. Uh, so look forward to it. I'm going to be playing the series in full again, so get ready for that, like, every week for the next, like, two months. It's going to be just Metroid. You'll be like, Karen, did you uh, play any new games this week? I'm like, no, but no. I did play no. Super Metroid again. I'll be like, cool. What are your thoughts on that? It's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> Don't skip. Yeah, <laughs> but seriously, we need everyone to buy Dread, please. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, yeah please. If Nintendo doesn't get, real, get doesn't get like a pat on the back for yeah. like giving Metroid a spotlight like this, I'm scared. Oh, God. <laughs> so please, Jesus everyone Christ. who listens to this, buy Metroid Dread. I don't care if you don't own a Switch, just buy it anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> believe me, if if Nintendo was letting me gift games, I would just be gifting it to people. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, he's done that before. With other games, I think but I've got not, like. But I would do it full price Metroid. I was going to say like I'm like, I've got like I've, I think I've got three or four copies of uh, Amnesia: Dark Descent. <laughs> I still have two. Just or, sitting around somewhere. I've got two gift copies in my um in my library of Dark Descent. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I must have just been like, that's five dollars. I'll buy it again as a gift. Oh my god. <laughs> Who for? I don't know. Someone. Uh, some, someone, someone or someone. <laughs> sure. Okay. So we're probably heading towards where Rebirth will become that game so oh, okay. you can look forward to gift copies of Rebirth cool, and probably cool. I probably should start doing with Soma as well mm. for real with Soma though play Soma okay. but also play Metroid Dread um, mm. but anyway back to the outro yeah back to the outro <laughs> um, if you want to follow us on social medias you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram where we are just dialogue options and of course whatever podcast platform you listen to us on any likes shares reviews you can leave us they help an awful lot as for our individual accounts you can find me on twitter where i am at X, where as i mentioned previously most of my timeline has been very much a single track mine that's fine can i find anything not metroid free <laughs> uh, uh, metroid blue box ah something we didn't touch on because it wasn't anything related but happened like yesterday mm. happened yesterday is the australian classification board rated the Castlevania Advanced Collection. Mm. What's happening, Konami? I know you're, you're doing just the advanced ones and then you can milk us out of a DS one later. Yeah. It's going to work. Yeah. I'll be there. But let me see it. What is it? Where is it? Why has it been rated now? Is it coming soon? Where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where <laughs> um, 
Yeah, just a whole bunch of uh, E3 wrap-ups and things. Um, That's what the week's for, man. That's what E3 is for, is getting in there and and bathing in the hot takes. Um, But there was a great uh, great tweet I retweeted from Fanbyte, which is, the reason Wind Waker isn't on Switch is because Nintendo no longer puts their games in sales, but S-A-I-L-S. I I get Um, it. So, yeah, great. Love that shit. Um, But if you want to see a video of my son dancing to Ramones, um, because I discovered that, he loves uh, Ramones. He, we were watching Spider-Man Homecoming, and there's like the the scene where it's like um, Blitzkrieg Bop's playing, and like Spidey's like flipping around doing all these yeah. things. Single handedly one of my favorite scenes in any like Spider-Man movie. It makes me laugh every time without fail. He's like the, the hot dog guy, where he's just like, "Hey, you're that spider guy from the internet. Uh, it's Spider-Man. All right then, Spider-Man, do a flip." <laughs> He does a flip and he's like, yeah! <laughs> and just his reaction fucking kills me. But we were watching that and I realized that uh, Griffin really liked like dancing to that song. I was like, all right, let's see how far down the rabbit hole we can go. <laughs> and so we, for our shower time that night, we ended up listening to Ramones in the shower and rocked out the whole time. It was awesome. So there you go, Ramones. You've got another one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you can, you can go and uh, check out a video of Griffin dancing to Blitzkrieg Bop. On my Twitter account, if you want to see that. Can I say, can you believe that people thought we were going to get, like, other HD Zeldas this year? (laughs) Oh, funny. No 30th anniversary for you, Zelda. No, no. (laughs) Only Mario. (laughs) Only Mario gets it. (laughs) Mario will get a 37th one as well. He will. Some shit like that. will be like, 37 and a half. (laughs) At least it makes sense. It's Mario. (laughs) He's like, it's a mascot of Nintendo. That's true, I guess. Uh, But anyway, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Options podcast.